This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're now listening to Boomsies with Dan O'Toole on the Bet Rivers Network. Okay, just sending a quick text before we get started here. But he wants to meet for lunch. I have no idea where that place is, so he needs to send me directions. Boomsies! Nate singing that song. Sent him a text last week. Sometimes you just need to send people texts. When, when you are feeling it, when you feel a compliment in you, don't hold on to the compliment. Send it to them. I sent, sent Nate a text saying, hey, Every time I hear that intro song, I'm amazed by how great it sounds. So thanks again. And sometimes people get those texts and they're like, you know what? I needed that. And who who doesn't need that? Who doesn't need a text that says, hey, I love your work. Thank you. If I could send uh, you a text right now for listening to this, I would. But uh, I don't. Uh, I don't have your number. So I'm sending you a verbal text. Thanks for listening. Uh, my name's Dan. This is Boomsies. Uh, we are on location in Calgary. The stampede's gone. City's looking fantastic. It's a mid-20 degree day Celsius here in the stampede city. I have not spent any real time here in I don't know how long. But I forgot how great this city is. And I don't know if my vision of it has changed, but it's like grown up. Feels like the last time I spent any real time here, it felt like a small town. Now it feels like like a big city. And no offense to maybe I just maybe I just see the world with a different lens and it's always felt big, but Calgary, keep doing what you're doing. It's bustling, restaurants everywhere. I uh, went to a, a restaurant last night with the group I'm here with, and um, we went to a the private part of this place where there's only two keys, and they're electronic keys, and the, the guy's like, I can open this door from anywhere in the world. Me and one other person are the only ones, and I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to the, is Batman in there? It felt like that, and we're all, like, giddy. We're like what's going to happen? And then we're also all thinking, are we going into a sex dungeon? So you're contemplating, you're like, well, do I want to see Batman or do I want to see a sex dungeon? Do I want to see both at the same time? 
And then we went in and it was just a little private club. So there was neither of those things. But we still were amazed at uh, when you're led into like a private place that only a select few get to go to. You feel pretty special. And then it's real like, like when Kevin Costner was here, that he would come down there for private dinners. I'm like, oh, we're Kevin Costner. Can I have a catch? You want to have a catch? I just say that to Kevin the whole time. He's like, get out of here, you freak. I'm here for the sex dungeon. I'm like, yeah, I guess I could still use that line. You want to have a catch? Just be used in a different, different uh, term, different scenario. But I digress. Calgary, keep doing what you're doing. It's great to be here. Flew Porter Airlines out here and uh, was on like a brand new plane. It had blue lighting. I'm like, is this an EDM festival? All in all, a great experience. It's good to be here. And I got to lead a tech talk yesterday. And um, my buddy Bo, who brought me to this event, I said, Bo, uh, I you know, you know, this is me, right? Why am I leading this? I can't figure out Gmail. He goes, no, you'll do fine. So it went off without a hitch and I asked questions. And the most alarming one was the tech experts that were on the stage with me. I said, should we be worried about AI? Yes or no? And all three of them said, yes. I said, all right, that's uh, terrifying. And then uh, I confided in the three of them. Once uh, the crowd dispersed and we were standing on the stage, I said, guys, when you were answering those questions, you know the Simpsons episode where it shows what Homer's thinking, a little monkey hitting symbols together? I said, that's lit. And I'm not, I'm not drawing a comparison. I said, that's literally what I was thinking. I was thinking of Homer thinking of the monkey hitting symbols together while you guys were answering questions. So I think they lost a lot of respect for me <laughs> after I told them that. They're like, what the fuck? Who is this guy? Mm. A little parched hotel rooms. Parched you out? You a big parched guy? Yeah, me. Uh, corrections from last week. Um, we have a lot of people commenting on my golfing. I... Uh, I contemplated last week. I said, if I have a really bad round of golf, I'm going to quit golf. Had my round of golf. It was really bad. And I said to my playing partners, I'm glad I got to play with you guys in my last round of golf. That was Jeremy Taggart, uh, Tim Oxford, and uh, our friend Bob. Uh, a tremendous day. I said, I couldn't have handpicked a, a better foursome to go out on. And they said, no, Dan, you can't quit. So I said, if I do quick golf, what can I take up um, in my spare time? So this one's from Sebastian, uh, good old golf bass. He said, uh, just listen to episode 85, and I felt that I would try. No, I had to. No, it was my golf duty to talk you into staying with this frustrating sport. Wait, I'm trying to talk you into playing it still. I should use positive words. Bear with me as I work out the kinks. Why should the king of cool dental tools stick with golf? How about the moments like when you hit a crisp shot, when you can just tell by the sound of your shot that it was perfect? 
sinking massively long putts, getting on a par five and two, the sheer joy of seeing the cart girl on a hot day, your love for the BLT Sammy at your course, the moment you find out the courses are open after a long cold winter, the list goes on. Sure, the bad rounds come and go, but the point is that they do go and we're not pros, so none of us can play a flawless round. It's small things like these that are the things you should focus on and not the shitty shots, holes, and rounds. Sometimes I find it hard to focus on the good during a bad round, but I'm truly happier on a golf course. You're outdoors, fresh air, around friends, doing something you love. This is my pitch. Hope you stick with the frustrating sport we call golf. And that's from Golf Bass. Uh, Craig weighed in. He said, hey, Dan, if you end up giving up on golf, uh, I vote that you start playing pickleball. It fits all the criteria you outlined on the podcast. Number one, it's outdoor summer sport. Number two, low cost. Number three, Ornell pickleball courts are right around the corner. Number four, you can drop in as a single to play with a group league or bring your own foursome. Uh, so yeah, take a look at pickleball. Another option, bird watching. Grab some binoculars and spend some time outdoors, hiking trails and vitties, visiting parks, conservation areas. Cheers, Craig. I've tried pickleball, Craig. Um, I do not enjoy it. I find it um, tedious uh, when they're just dinking and dunking at the net. I'm like, I, I, I can't do it. And the noise irritates me. It's a very loud sport. Uh, so pickleball is not an option. But I do like becoming a bird watcher. And it reminds me of a tweet I once saw. Someone said, uh, uh, the guy said, I, I am a certified bird expert. So the following response to his tweet was, okay, what kind of, what is this? And it was a picture of a bird. He said, that's a bird. <laughs> I'm like, brilliant. He's a bird expert. He can tell what's a bird and what's not. That's my level of birds right now. Um, and I'm not even being, I'm not even making a joke by saying I'm bird watching as an option. Okay, I like this. Uh, so pickleball, though, off the table. Not happening. Um, Mike Pilgrim had a, um, a message about loony dogs. I may or may not have went on a bit long about loony hot dogs at the Rogers Center. Here's what uh, Mike said. Dear Dan, I must agree with Tim. Ugh. I shouldn't even continue this email. I've never read something where someone said, I must agree with Tim on your loony hot dog rant. You're way off. How do you expect Rogers Center to keep thousands and thousands of hot dogs warm when Blue Jays fans are ordering four or 10 hot dogs at a time? I didn't know you were friends with Joey Chestnut, who eats 10 hot dogs anyway. Pizza the Hut. I'm sure if uh, the limit was two dogs per person, the lineups would have been quicker and the food would have had a chance to be warmer. Next time, if you're served a cold dog, do what I do. Take your hot dog and its foiled pouch into the washroom, open the pouch under the hand dryer, and blow on your wiener for a couple of minutes? What? This is Dyson's answer to an air fryer. You may get some strange looks, but you don't, but you don't give it an F. You're Dan. Keep on keeping on, Pilgrim. I am not bringing a food item I just bought into a restroom that's always wet and putting it under a hand dryer to warm it up. No, not doing it. Um, another suggestion for uh, replacing golf, a ripper, 
Summer activities you can take up. Hiking, no, not doing that. Hiking is just a long walk. Number two, kayaking, canoeing. I'd have to buy a kayak or a canoe. And no, that's not happening. Um, Number three, disc golf. Uh, No. Option four, keep golfing, but always bring a newbie so someone in the group gives me tips and instructions so you can listen in and maybe get better. I don't know. I have never swung a club. Winter equals snow equals skiing and happy Canadians. Cheers, Tina. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I ski during the winter. So thank you for your suggestions for um, replacing golf. Um, Oh, uh, that's another email we'll get to in a second. Um, We might get to the actual emails. As of right now, I have not played golf since my horrible round. And I don't know if I'm going to again. But listening to all the great benefits of golf did make me kind of think I was on the... uh, Wish I was on the course right now. Instead, I got to go find these yahoos at lunch after this. In the beautiful city of Calgary where the sun is shining. Oh, man, I can't wait to get back out there. Um, watch the, uh, the Monday nighter from, uh, from a phone because we were at a dinner last night and this was what, 12 or 10 hours after we taped our Monday recap of the first week in the, uh, the NFL season. And my buddy Sully and I talked at length about Aaron Rodgers and he was, very adamant in saying, who cares about the Jets? And I was very adamant in saying, everyone loves Aaron Rodgers again. And then my phone blew up because I missed the start of the Monday Nighter. And my phone blew up when four plays into Aaron Rodgers' career as a New York Jet. He went down. And now it's been revealed that uh, he gone. Achilles injury. I... I watched the replay of it snapping in the back of his leg, probably as much as you did because it was all over the internet. And it's easier to watch something like that, a replay of an injury in which it's below the surface and a bone is not sticking up because those replays of bone, like legs snapping in half makes me want to hurl. But if it's a tendon, it's a lot more digestible. So there was a lot, there was a lot of experts on the internet. Uh, there are experts on global warming, on uh, vaccines, on mass. And it all, seems to, it all seems to be the same people. I'm like, but I thought you were an expert on, uh, on uh, lockdowns. No, nope. Achilles. I'm a big Achilles guy. That's an Achilles. Other people, no, that's a hammy. No, that's an uh, that's a knee issue. Uh, no, it's nothing. It was just the camera angle. I'm like, well, well, which one is it? How about we wait for a doctor? And the doctor said, uh, hey, not good. I once saw an Achilles uh, break, or sorry, snap, when I was playing in a slow pitch game, and uh, a gentleman on my team was rounding third, and then all of a sudden he started running like one leg was shorter than the other. And I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, oh, is this guy like 30 beers in? And then all of a sudden, when he was rounding third, he got really drunk. 
but then he collapsed halfway to home and we later found out his Achilles snapped. So I guess when that happens, it's not attached. So you, it feels like your one leg is shorter. So uh, I feel bad for uh, probably laughing for half a second because I'm like, what is that clown doing? Oh, crap. That's a devastating injury. So Aaron Rodgers now done for the season. And producer Tim, you have a clip. I haven't heard this clip, but you have a clip from a uh, Green Bay newscast. Yeah, it's from a uh, it's from a local CBS station in Wisconsin. I'm not sure which one. Okay, uh, they were you know at a bar. Uh, you know, it's typical local news package. They did the package, and then the reporter was live uh, afterwards talking to the to the anchors back at the station. And this bar had a promotion that night where if the Jets lose, then the bar would pick up the bar tab. So you can imagine how happy the four, the Packers fans were when Aaron Rodgers went down very early. A, they don't like Aaron Rodgers anymore, apparently. And B, they thought they were going to get free beer. So here's a, here's a part of the report. Another condition is Aaron Rodgers must start the game, but the rules say nothing about him having to finish it. So there's a loud roar when Rodgers leaves the game hurt in the first quarter. The fans say it's nothing personal. I mean, I'm not necessarily opposed to Rodgers, but uh, tonight I'm thinking with my wallet instead. Enjoy. And the mood has changed considerably. That is because the Jets just won the game on a long touchdown in overtime. You can take a look. This is the reaction from a bar where people are realizing the bar tabs, they've been racking up all night, thinking, certainly with Rogers hurt, the bar was going to be paying that tab. It is setting in. They are going to have to go to the bar and pay that tab. That's where we're at. This offer is going to be in effect for the for another 12 games this season. As long as the Jets and Packers are not playing at the same time, this Jets lose, you win promotion is in effect. Tonight, Bill and Natalie, the house won. Oh, man, when that realization <laughs> sinks in and you've been doing shots, ordering shots for your buddies, drinking about 15 highballs, uh, throwing about uh, six beers, and then the Jets end up winning. Talk about crashing back to earth. And the owners of that bar. Well, this is a tough one. Because with Aaron Rodgers at the helm, they're probably thinking, okay, they, they're going to win more games than they lose. But now with Aaron Rodgers gone, I wonder if they've got a, done a cost analysis of this team and their chances now. What an interesting promotion. I have brought this up before. Whenever I hear a bar promotion, I always think of the bar in my hometown, Woody Hooks, that had um, five dollars. It was five or ten dollars all you can drink beer until you peed. Let that ruminate in your brain. And yes, everything you're thinking went on. Um, people would go outside and pee because someone was there standing at the entrance to the, the restrooms and they put a stamp or they put something on your hand to show that you'd use the restroom. So every, 
you do everything in your power not to use the restroom. So people peeing under, t- it was a disaster. There was urine everywhere and none of it was in the washroom. So if you ever do a bar promotion, uh, don't do that one. Um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, you have to feel for it. I was talking to a Jets fan today, or sorry, a Packers fan. And they put it this way, and I'm like, that's probably the best way that you can encapsulate Aaron Rodgers to the Jets for a Packers fan. And he said, it's like an ex-girlfriend, you're broken up, that you you still kind of love her, and she's with someone else. So you want her to be happy. But do you, you don't want to see them succeed. But you, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. What do you want from that? You don't want ill will towards those people, but you don't want to see them get married. So, yeah, it's a tough one for Packers fans. But also, at the same time, some Packers fans have probably said, once you're off my team, F you and everything that you stand for. Aaron Rodgers, different guy. F you and everything you stand for. But you should never find joy in someone having a career-ending injury. If you do, then you've got some serious soul-searching. Um, I've got a lot to, on my to-do list here. Oh, I've got to get to my emails now. Um, I'm not, I'm not um, scattered here in my, my uh, little hotel room. Hotel Arts in Calgary, great hotel. They've got a little pool area. I was sitting out there the other day. It was, I felt like I was on vacation. I felt like I was like uh, in Las Vegas or something. It has that, uh, has a nice feel to it. So Hotel Arts, whatever you're doing, keep doing it, guys. Um, these are emails. Remember, send us your emails at yeah, let's talk at gmail.com. Danitize is coming back. A danitized items if you've got the email of the week once we officially hit start on this and have our items ready to roll we're going to showcase the items here and our emails of the week will get a danitized item sent to your house or our phone calls of the week 289-796-2001 289-796-2001 let me confirm that phone number yeah okay Hey, Dan, was at the Labor Day Classic in Regina where I watched my green and white squeak out an OT thriller against those pesky bombers. As I sat there basking in my rider glory, I thought to myself, why isn't this on TV? The country needs to see this. I guess CBS Sports has the television rights in the U.S., so I guess someone's got it, right? Anywho, love the pod. Say hi to Tim and Z Money for me. Cheers, Lonnie. So his question was, why isn't the CFL on TV in Canada? I don't know. I'm not sure why it's not. You'd think a league that's been around for 100 years would have uh, be on TV, but I guess they haven't figured that out. Uh, greetings from Saskatoon. This past six months of sobriety have been the most rewarding and best decision that I personally have made for myself. This, of course, was spurred on from listening to your podcast. Your own personal journey with sobriety is and has and will continue to encourage other people. Keep up the great work and thanks to, for openly talking about sobriety. It truly 
was the summer of JD. JD from Saskatoon. Uh, JD, appreciate uh, your email and thanks for uh, bringing that up. Um, speaking of the summer of people, it was the summer of Ruby O'Toole this past weekend during the Orono Fair. Uh, I played it up. It, uh, we, we saw Blue Rodeo Friday night. It was unreal. I was crying. I'm glad I didn't have to force tears. Hey, they just started flowing down my face when, uh, hey, hey, I guess it hasn't hit me. And we all got to sing along. Uh, my friends, it's a yearly tradition. They come for a pre-party at my place on the Friday night. They come after. Uh, they were there till the wee hour, so it was great to see them. And um, my Ruby O'Toole, I believe, set a new family record uh, for hours of attendance at the Orono Fair. Because we total it up. Fair starts Thursday, 5 p.m., ends Sunday, 5 p.m. In that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, four-day stretch, Ruby O'Toole, <laughs> Ruby O'Toole did 27 hours at the Orono Fair. Now, you're probably thinking, like, that's crazy. You are not wrong in thinking that. But when you have a fair that is the pinnacle of the summer every year in your town, and that fair is one block from your house, and you're 12 years old, and all your friends are going every day, when you've got rides, when you've got, like, it's like Vegas for a kid, you get to, hey, when you're bored, okay, let's go over to a ride. Let's let's go do whatever the hell 12-year-olds do. And you can do that a block from your house. And when you get tired, come home, hang out for a bit, charge your phone, get a bite to eat, and then go back. It's easy to accumulate 27 hours. I'm I'm well off 27 hours, but I went every single day. Tractor pulls. Uh, they had... Uh, Power Wheels, Smash Up Derbies, uh, Blue Rodeo, and just watching the kids on the rides. I don't do the rides because they're spinny. I will have vertigo for the rest of the year, rest of the year, for rest year. But seeing them howl, uh, yeah, I I view it through the eyes of my kids. I couldn't have been happier. Uh, so the Orno Fair was a great success. Um, what else do we have here? Um, I've got to get to... Um, uh, this is an Aaron Rodgers uh, story. Uh, hey, Dan, Mark here. Just thought I'd follow up with more pro, pro sports and alien news. Have a listen to Aaron Rodgers' story here. In my opinion, they were scouting him for their NFL expansion when the Roswell Raiders, it has begun, boomsies, and he goes into detail about uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers and UFOs. Uh, so he thinks Aaron Rodgers was destined to play for the alien um sports team because we've discussed on this podcast as you do and as you should on most podcasts about aliens coming and playing in sports leagues and how or if that would be allowed because there's nothing any of the collective bargaining agreements if you can get an alien on your team you freaking sign that alien um Another uh, summer activity, if I quit golf. Hey, Dan, a great summer activity is fly fishing. It gets you outdoors. It's a lot of fun and can be really rewarding. And through the winter, you can tie your own flies. It's my favorite hobby all year long. 
I, I envision tying flies as like painting the little soldiers by hand. Very intricate work. I do not have the patience for that, so I will not be taking part in either, either of those. Although during COVID, I got into making my own dice. I wanted to perfect making little wooden dice. And I got okay at it. So maybe I'll go back to making dice because I really like dice because I love craps. So maybe there is something to the fine details of just spending time on something so intricate and so detailed and doing it until it's perfect. Because deep down, I am a perfectionist. Okay, maybe we're on to something. I like this. I like brainstorming. Uh, let's bring in, um, is it Zed Money doing Boomsies Newsies today? It sure is. Oh, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Uh, before we get to Newsies, though, do you want to let everyone know who uh, this podcast number is or who this podcast is named after? Oh, my goodness. I can't believe I forgot that. It's episode 86, the Nikita Kucherov episode. And I was looking at his stats, actually, just before we came on here, and I am baffled that Nikita Kucherov has only played like 600 and some odd games. I thought he would be close to a thousand. He has had such an impact on the NHL that I was confident that this guy's, oh, he's close to a thousand games. Yeah, he's 644 NHL games, averaging well over a point a game with 729 points in 644 games. Nikita Kucherov, number 86, easily the player in which this episode is named after. All right, perfect. Uh, so let's uh, get into some sports news here. You covered the Rogers stuff. Uh, so let's let's shift focus to baseball, um, where story came out this week that the Los Angeles Angels are willing to trade Mike Trout this offseason if and only if he requests a trade. So okay, you know, so he's got tw- he's got till twenty thirty left on his contract with thirty five million a season. Yeah. So I mean. The Angels at a crossroad this offseason. Shohei's a free agent. If your team like the Jays, do you make a trade for Mike Trout with you know the turf and everything, or would you rather like? Do you think like the Phillies? Do you think he gets traded to a team like that instead? He goes to a team that wants to reshape their fan base and re-engage a fan base. The Blue Jays are not at that point because I believe they're right now third in attendance in Major League Baseball. They do not need to do that, and plus they have major renovations in to the 100 level next year that will bring new eyeballs, new butts into the seats. I don't think the Jays need that type of player, but it is a like a Shohei is still on another level than Mike Trout, but Mike Trout's on another level that 99.9% of Major League Baseball is not on. And that is a generational player in which people will pay to see. Currently on the Blue Jays roster, there's no offense to any of the players. But there's not a single player where I'd say, yeah, I'd pay money to see him play. It's the group. As a group, I would pay to see. But I would 100% pay to see Mike Trout play baseball and Shohei Otani 
play baseball. Those are the only two players. And the fact that they're on the same team right now and that team might lose both of them. Wow. And just all the wasted years, though, for Mike Trout in Anaheim. I want him to go to a winning team. I want him to play on the East Coast because so many people have never seen Mike Trout play because of where he plays and what market he plays in. So Mike Trout, he needs to be set free. But I don't know if he is a player that is so committed to this franchise and he wants to see it through until they win a championship. That's something only Mike Trout can answer. All right. I like that answer. Uh, moving on, we touched on pickleball earlier, but there was some uh, a big announcement last week for pickleball as Jeannie Bouchard announced she is going pro in the new professional sport. So she's joining the Caravana PPA Pickleball Tour starting next year. No word on if this means she's retiring from tennis or not. So, Dan, my question to you is, is pickleball a lasting sport, or is this just a phase similar to squash or broomball? Pickleball's here to stay. Um, it will be an Olympic sport within two Olympics, guaranteed. But I don't think that will ever translate into it being a massive hit on TV. I remember 10 years ago, maybe this was even 20 years ago, uh, my uh, my good friend was talking with an ESPN executive and they went all in on darts, or sorry, billiards. They thought billiards was going to be the next big thing on TV and that never went anywhere. So they're always waiting for the next big sport. I just don't think pickleball has that mass appeal. If you play it, yeah. You love it. People are addicted to it, but I, I, I'm surprised Jeannie Bouchard is the first pro tennis player to commit to that. Uh, but there are a lot of big name athletes and actors involved in pickleball team ownership. So they are hoping that this all translates into eyeballs. And maybe if bigger names like Bouchard join it, then people will watch which now that I say it out loud, yes, that will definitely translate into viewership because right now who's watching four people you've never seen or heard of before play pickleball? It's like going to the Orono pickleball courts and me watching people that I don't know play pickleball. It has the same appeal, which is, is zero. And also, yeah, I don't like the sound of the sport. It sounds dumb, but it's very loud. And some communities in which they've built pickleball courts have noise complaints. So there's like, you can't play past nine or 10 o'clock. Cause it's, it's, can I emulate the sound? No, you can't. It's a plastic. It's plastic on a, even louder than that. It's loud. If you've never heard it, it's loud. And you're probably saying, Dan, you're over exaggerating. No, I'm not. It's loud and it's consistent. There's a pickleball court down the street from me. I'll have to go check it out and uh, listen. I've, I've never watched anyone play. Uh, so big. <laughs> don't, don't. I don't, will don't save watch. you time. I will save. Don't do that. Save yourself time and energy. Don't go watch strangers play pickleball. All right. I will not go watch them. Uh, it's an end of an era. 
As McDonald's has announced, they are moving away from self-serving soda machines because of food safety, theft prevention, and a lack of dine-in customers. So the slow transitions will be completed by 2032, but there are several franchises in Illinois and California that have already made the shift. Um, it's Illinois. Oh, well, I don't know what I said. I apologize. You said Illinois. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just helping you out in life. Um, did you say it's going to be completed by 2032? Yeah, it's a, it's a slow, slow process. Okay, so really what they're doing is they're, they're waiting for the self-serve machines to break down. And then once they get to the point of, they're just going to say, we'll throw them out instead of replacing. So once the current ones reach their expiry date and don't work anymore, they throw them out. And then, because it'd be a very simple process. You could have it done in a day, take the machines out. I always, I thought this was actually going to be gone when we returned from COVID and people went back into restaurants. I thought, okay, you're going to show up in a McDonald's and it's no more self-serve. But that didn't happen. I also thought kitchen staff would have masks on until the end of time when we got out of COVID, but that also wasn't the case. So no more swamp water, which was my favorite part of the self-serve fountains. Swamp water is, if you... If you don't know, if you're a greenie, uh, you just put every drink in there, a little bit of that, which is the best drink as a kid. And my kid showed me a TikTok video the other day, someone making that drink. I'm like, yeah, that's called swamp water. They're like, oh, I've never seen that. I'm like, that's all we had as a kid. Not, not saying that was the only option. I'm just saying that was our go-to drink if you ever stumbled upon a self-serve uh, drink station. So bye-bye self-serve drinks. Uh, I will not miss them at all because I can't remember the last time I stepped into McDonald's and served myself a drink. So uh, uh, this will not affect my life uh, once it comes to fruition in 2032. Uh, all right, we got time for one more story and I'll let you pick. Hit me. It's a story uh, between um, the sea or uh, ritual mass murder. Oh, a dealer's choice. All right, we'll go with the ritual mass murder. So last week uh, in the UK, there was a report of a ritual mass murder, and it turned out to just be a yoga class. So <laughs> these people had walked by and looked in the building and had seen all these people laying on the floor and this woman walking around banging a drum. Their first reaction, call police, because obviously it's mass murder. But the police showed up. The 22-year-old yoga instructor, whose name is Millie, thought it was a joke at first. It wasn't. So there was a whole report. People were were very worried about uh, mass murder. And like I said, it was just a yoga class. Uh, so they were in uh, Shavasana, which is your final resting pose in yoga. And I know this because I live next to a yoga studio. And, oh, that's one thing I'll be doing during the winter is yoga. Um, I get back into it. Um, so when you're done all your poses, you go into your final rest. I thought someone was coming to my hotel room there. Yeah, false alarm. Um, you go into your final resting pose, which is mo for most people just lying on your back and you have blankets at your disposal. And a lot of people cover themselves up like they're going for a big nap. So if, you had no clue about yoga. 
and walked by this, you would definitely think all those people were dead because there is no movement. Your breathing's very slowed. You're in a dark room. But it would make no sense. Oh, so yeah, the drum, they saw it as a ritual because I'm going to say, why would a person be playing a drum? But if you thought they were doing a death ritual, now it makes sense. But if you're calling that into police, you've got to realize you're extremely out of touch and stop being a Karen and stop being so snoopy. That's one way to stop that. And also maybe see that it was being done in a yoga studio. Oh my gosh. Sometimes I'm just, I'm just baffled. I should stop being baffled at society, but I continue to be. Once again, on my way here, didn't hold anyone up in security. Not a single moment. Uh, they're asking for, uh, when I'm getting on the plane, ID ready. Um, they scan my pass. I am holding up no one. And I wonder if I'm the only person who thinks that because every person on that plane and every person showing their ticket didn't give a shit. Didn't care who they held up. And I'm like, don't be, I just say, say to my kids, don't be that person. Don't be that person. That's what I say to you. Be that person who brings joy. Be that person that's nice. Don't call in ritual mass murders. Just pretend you didn't see anything. Had nothing to see here. I'm moving on and give someone a hug. Uh, you never know who needs it. Thank you, Calgary, for your hospitality. I'll be back in the friendly confines of the Boomsy Studio next Welcome week. Welcome to Boomsies with Dan O'Toozy. Live from Orno in the heart of Ontario. Oh, baby, Boomsies. Thanks for listening to Boomsies.